get to some points here. Look with me, if you don't mind, in Jeremiah chapter 6. This coming Sunday, my wife and I, we're going to be in Baton Rouge with the new governor, uh, putting him into office. But uh, one of my dear, dear friends is going to be here ministering, a pastor out of Leesville, uh, Bobby Galloway, a precious pastor and a real close, close friend of mine. And he, he is a great teacher and a cut up. And you're going to enjoy him. So he'll be here this Sunday morning. Um, you'll enjoy him. And then Sunday night, the youth are going to get up here and do their thing. Hallelujah. So we're excited about that. So make sure you hear both services to uh, support them. Come on, call. If you don't come, I'm not coming back. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a politician. I'm going to write Brother Bobby's. Addresses. Amen. What you laughing at? It can happen. Yeah, it can happen. No, you don't want to. Anyway. Hallelujah. God is good. He's got plans for you. And you know, Elijah was hidden in the wilderness till it came his time. John the Baptist was hidden in the desert in the caves till it came his time. David was hidden in the caves it became his time. And you may be had, you may be hiding at Exxon. <laughs> you may be hiding at Walmart. You may be hiding wherever you are in a situation of caves, deserts, wilderness. But mighty men and women are arising in those places. So don't count as little these days of preparation. God is doing a strong work and a mature work. And like that, you can arise and the anointing can hit you and cause what is inside of you to come and move through you in a way you've never even dreamed of. So I'm excited about this. So excited to see Brother Buster. When you walk out, there's a table with brochures and pictures. Make sure you see that and talk to them. We're glad to have them back. But Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 14. I'm not going to be here next week, so I'm going to preach to 10 o'clock tonight. No, I'm not. Father, forgive me for lying. Uh, That won't work. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 14. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Look at chapter 11 of Jeremiah, verse 11. Jeremiah, what did I say? 8.11. How's that? 8.11. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, where there is no peace. Isn't it something that this same scripture is repeated word for word? How many of you know church is not a place And walking in the Spirit is never a position or a purpose to put a band-aid on something that is there hidden in our life. I believe some of the people that we've seen come and go, many of them left no matter what their age was, because they continued to put bandages on wounds instead of digging to the root of the wound and causing the wound to be healed. doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. doesn't matter how long... You've been in the Word or how much Word you've got in you. 
if you're not willing to get to the source of the wound, something is going to rip the scab off and the wound is going to open up all over again. And you know, I've, I've ministered in cases where elderly people had hernias and they put screens and they have to keep packing. And the wound would never, would never heal and the skin would never grow together and they would just have to keep packing it and packing it. And they would say, you're doing okay. But the truth was, they could never get up and live a normal life because there was a continued hole in, in, in their abdomen or something like that. Well, I feel what this is saying is that Christ wants us to get to the core of things, the beginning of this year, so that we could get into the deep things for the rest of the year. And there are things, some things have to be starved out of our life. I want to encourage you. There may be a season now where you need to go ahead and just stop watching TV for a while and stay in the Word and starve some things out. There may be some things you've been doing. There may be something you've been involved with that's fun and innocent, but it's not where you need to be directing your mind to be able to, instead of just put a band-aid on it, Get to the root of it. If we don't starve them up, there's some other things we may have to cast out. That you may have to cast out. I believe you've come to a point where you're ready to cast some things out. And other things, you're ready to starve them out. Amen. Look with me quickly in Joel. Joel, the book of Joel chapter 1. Joel chapter 1, verse 4. Joel chapter 1, verse 4 says, What the locust swarm has left, and the great locust have eaten. What the great locust have left, the young locust have eaten. What the young locust have left, other locusts have eaten. Doesn't that sound like, man, you try to get something just right and all of a sudden it's broken again you think you got it just right and it falls again and look at chapter 2 the book of Joel chapter 2 verse 25 it says I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten the great locusts and the young locusts the other locusts and the locusts swarm my great army that I sent among you how many of you know that locust here represents evil demonic spirit. Locust can represent the flesh or it can represent demonic spirits or, or, or something that's just been hanging around that has had a stronghold. And, and so it says, uh, here's these locusts, here's these spirits that's been coming in, devouring time after time after time. And then jump on down to verse 28. And afterward, and afterward, means if you want to change things, this is what you've got to do. I will pour out my spirit on all my people. Or in other words, get rid of the locusts and I'll send the oil. Get rid of the flesh and I'll send the anointing. Get rid of what's causing the open wound and I'll send revival. I will pour out, not dabble, I will pour out my spirit on all people and your sons and daughters will prophesy 
And your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth. And, and, and just talks about the signs and, and wonders there. But isn't it something that if we drive the enemy away, the heavens will open? Amen. If we stop covering up and saying, well, you know, that's just how I am. And we rip those bandages off and say, look, I've got some gangrene in my body that I'm going to have to get to the root of. Or I'm going to end up losing what God wants to use. And so he's talking about just don't cover it with a band-aid. Get to the root of it. And if it's something demonic, then cast it out. If it's something of the flesh, drive it out and crucify it out. Amen. So how many know we're in a war? Amen. And let me just give you some scriptures here. And you just write these down. You don't have to look all these up for time. Ephesians 4.27 in Amplified Bible. Listen to what it says. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Or we could say from the locust. Give no opportunity to him. Look at your and say, no, don't give any opportunity to the devil. In 08. This isn't the devil's year. This is the year of the Lord. Amen. Ephesians 6.11. Just write these down. Ephesians 6.11 says, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Second <laughs> Timothy 2.26 says that may we come to our senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been captured by him to do his will. Not doing his will anymore. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know, we read in Jeremiah twice, he repeated the same thing, that cleansing the, cleansing the healing of the wound has been superficial. There's been a lot of superficial healing. There's things on TV I saw even yesterday. Don't buy everything on TV. They're selling the Talit now. You can buy a $40 one from Israel. You can buy a $100 special made. They got all these things for sale that's supposed to change everything. I never read where the Talit is part of the army of the Lord. And what they say the prayer cloth does, and how you can use their prayer cloth if you send them $100 and get their CD, is not scriptural. So there's a lot of things going on that is bandaged, has been bandaging the body of Christ for a long time. If it's a devil, just cast it out in the name of Jesus. And if it's flesh, starve it out through fasting and prayer. You don't need some special cloth. You don't need some special oil. If you want to have some special oil that smells good, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But good old car oil can anoint just as good as Crisco oil. Anointing oil doesn't need 32 ingredients because it's just a symbol. You've got the name. There's a lot of superficial stuff. There's a lot of bandaging going on and people aren't changing. Even after years, they come to the final end of their years. They're not dreaming dreams. They're getting out of the will of God, young and old, because they're not walking in the Spirit. They've still just been walking with that flesh being covered. If you don't put, I'll find a church that puts a band-aid on me and will care for me. If you can't bandage me, I'll find one that will. But don't you talk about digging into me. 
Don't talk about, don't, don't pry. I had one lady in Argentina, I remember, I'll never forget her finger and her different colored handkerchiefs around her neck. Boy, she shook that finger. She says, young man, let me tell you one thing. You do not need to be prying where you do not need to be prying. So she went to a church where they put bandages on you and make you look like a mummy. Can I share something with you? You know when Jesus said that if the tree doesn't bear fruit, to chop it down? Do you know why He said chop it down? Because it was that type of wood they make caskets out of. If you don't bear fruit, then you're dead. So what we'll do, we'll just chop all the trees down and build a bunch of caskets and we'll have a funeral home instead of a resurrection house. Why? We'll keep covering. Oh, I, I feel all kind of things happening in here tonight. I bet you think, well, you said you were going to give me something to help me this year. Hey, I'm preaching to me. You're just alone for the ride. But you know, if we keep, you know what? In this life, you're going to get cut and hurt and scraped and bruised a lot. And if all we keep doing is putting bandages, we will look like a bunch of mummies on Abbott and Costello. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Are you excited about life? Don't I look it. And that's what you got going on when you just keep covering things instead of dealing with things. And I'm ready to deal. I know you're ready to deal. Because we don't want to look we don't want to get to heaven with mummies. We want to get to heaven with robes of righteousness. Amen? I want Jesus to see my face. I don't want it. Uncover him and let Lazarus come free. Amen? So anyway, let me give, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm going to read in the Living Bible. Since you're so excited about it tonight. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. I love it in the Living Bible. First Peter 5 verse 8. Be careful. Be careful. Listen, Peter's saying, hey, I denied, I cussed, I ran away, I cut ears off, I quit the ministry, I did a whole lot of things. So now I'm telling you something. Be careful. Watch out for the attacks from the devil. Your great enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for some victim to devour. Verse 9 says, stand firm against him and be strong in your Amen? Anything I resist, it has to flee. Anything that I yield to, it multiplies. Anything I resist, it will flee. Anything I yield to, it multiplies, whether it's negative or positive. So Peter's giving us some advice there about resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now, 1 Timothy 1.18 says that thou mightest war a good warfare. Somebody shout out, I'm a good warrior. And I'm fighting a good fight. You know, some, you may think, I'm not fighting as good as brother so-and-so. I've got so long to go. Look, you don't compare how you're fighting with others. You're in your battle. You've got your reasons. You've been through what you've been through. So, you know, if you're not doing, getting some breakthrough as fast as other people, don't be so hard and down on yourself. The grace of God is sufficient. The mercy of God is real. So, 
you know, this is not a condemning message. This, don't make yourself feel, well, you know, so-and-so is so much, you know, they quit smoking, I'm still battling with it. Well, praise God, just don't quit battling. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. First Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold. Amen. So I've been talking about authority, dominion, and I was going to use the word, but I'll use it later on. But listen to this. Lauren Bacall wrote, I am not a has-been, I am a will-be. Say that with me. I'm not a has-been, I am a will-be. And one of the prophetic words that came forth last night from uh, starting the year off right with uh, Prophet Chuck Pierce, we've been watching it uh, by website all this week, uh, Brother Ray Hughes, if you remember him, gave the word. The Lord has spoken that it's time to walk in the I am. And I already had this scripture down, and I had this written down two, three weeks ago. And he talked on the I am, and then Brother Peter afterwards had a new banner. Brother Chuck had a new banner brought up front, which is called the I am banner, not knowing that Brother Ray was going to teach on the I am. So you're not a has been, you are a I am. Amen. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. What's inside of me increases or decreases according to one's courage. It's not the mountain. Listen to this. I love this. It's not the mountain that is so important to conquer. It's ourselves that are important to conquer. If I learn to conquer myself, that mountain's going to be removed easy. It's ourselves. That we must conquer. I shared with you for a number of weeks about the word. If any of you are afflicted or are going through adverse circumstances. Listen to this. Adversity causes some men to break. And it causes others to break records. I say tonight, you are a record breaker. What you did not break in 07, you are going to break in 08. Amen. You're not going to be broken except in your spirit, in your flesh. You'll be broken before God, but it's not going to break you from fighting the good fight of faith. You're going to break records. You're, you might have only prayed out of the 365 days of the year. You might only pray 15 days out of the 365 days of the year. Well, praise God, you're going to break that record this year. You're going to pray 16 days. More. You might have only been praying 10 minutes. Now you're going to go up to 25, 30 minutes. Amen. So you're going to break all your records. Benjamin Franklin said, Trouble knocked at the door, but hearing laughter, it hurried away. Come on, church. Amen. Oh, it can knock on my door, but it's not coming in because it'll hear, uh, uh, hear laughter. You know, I saw a little comic, you know, when I was a kid, my dad loved Family Circus. He bought all the comics of Family Circus, and, and we had them in the house, and we'd look at them in the newspaper, and they're still in the newspaper. I saw one the other day, the two uh, little brothers one is on his knees praying, and the other one's sitting on the bed. And so the little brother's praying real hard, and finally the big brother says, I'm going to tell Mama. And the little boy looks, well, what you going to tell Mama? You're going over her head. <laughs> You're going over her head. Well, thank God we can go over some people's heads in prayer going to God. Amen. How many know every culture prays? So many people are confused about how to pray and who to pray to. But how many know the Bible says so very clearly that everything we ask the Father in the name of Jesus, He'll give it. How many know prayer makes a difference? Amen? In prayer, you must think beyond the known 
and be a student of the Scripture. God is really calling us to be students of the Scripture. Get your vines. Get your strongs. Get your lexicon. Get some materials. Instead of just buying books, get you some good study books on how to go into depth of the Scriptures, which is able to give you life. So we saw here that in prayer, you must think beyond the known and be a student of the Scripture. It releases the overcoming power of God in our life and it enhances the kingdom of God. Karen Raven wrote this. Only as high as I reach can I grow. Only as far as I seek I can go. Only as deep as I can look can I see. And only as much as I dream can I be. That's good. That's a good word for you. You didn't get it. The tape's for sale. Amen. How many know there's, how many have been having something stern on the inside of you? How many know that there, there, there's something you know that you're going to dream about this year? There's something, some purpose, some destiny, something you're going to do this year. And that's what God's trying to get on the inside of us. It says in Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinks within himself, so, he, so is he. The enemy has tried and is trying to rewire the minds of, of, of the believers. But the Word wants to wire us to have the mind of Christ. But the enemy tries to come, and that's why it says guard your heart, because out of it flows the issues of life. The enemy comes in and tries to rewire us and causes confusion and tries to keep the gates of our mind, the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate, the nose gate, uh, uh, the eye, the ears, the nose, the mouth, I guess that's all the hose, I don't know. But anyway, he tries to rewrite and reroute those wires to where we're constantly battling within ourselves. And we're so busily battling with our own selves, how can we do damage to the kingdom of hell? Amen. So we've got to learn to thank Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The devil can't change that. And a hope. Plans for welfare and not for calamity, not for calamity, and to give you a future. Now, just write down the name of Jesus. We bind all these signs of the enemy, and I decree over your people, Father, Isaiah fifty four seventeen, that no weapon formed against them will prosper. And every tongue that rises against them is already condemned in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, calamity is not in their future, but only blessings and welfare in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and give God praise for that. Go ahead and give God praise for that. In 2008, dominion is taking back the control that the enemy thought and might have persuaded us that he had. We're called to put our foot on the devil's head and to crush him and resist him. Dominion means dominion. It's what God intended for us to have to rule in this life. To represent what is in heaven and to walk with Jesus and to display His agenda. How many of you know that we were studying that Wednesday night about how we are? He came to show us how sons and daughters ought to live and how we're to operate. Amen. Now, I want to just uh, share some things with you. Uh, I know that y'all might have studied in the book by Kim Daniels on Give It Back about uh, the different prayers. And I just want to give you some things tonight called commanding the morning. And the Lord has been having me wake up before daylight and I've been commanding the morning. And I want to give you just a few scriptures because I can tell you in the first few days, I saw a difference. In the first week, I saw immense difference. And so I started thinking as I was, the Lord gave me this scripture in Jeremiah earlier today, uh, even before coming here, he just gave me the scripture in Jeremiah about just barely healing it. If we get up and start commanding the morning, 
And speaking the Word of God before the sun rises, or as we're going to read in Psalms, the womb of the morning. When we start travailing in the womb of the morning, guess what's going to be birthed? The promises of God. And so I want to give you a few tonight. Just write this first one down. You can just write it down. Psalms 49, verse 14. Write that down. Psalms 49, verse 14. And I'm going to have these in the bulletin for you real soon because these are mine and, and I've been reading them in the morning. And Psalms 49, 14 says, I will have dominion. And it says that. Psalms 49, 14. I will have dominion over the devil in the morning. That word dominion means to tread down as a wine press. That word dominion is the same word in Genesis chapter 1 where it says to subdue. So I will trample as, as grapes in a wine press. I will subdue and I will crush the power of the enemy in the morning. It means to crumble. It means to oppress and it means to rule. So when we start getting up before the, the Holy Spirit wakes you up like he's been waking me up in early in the morning and you go out by the window and it's still dark and you start saying, I have dominion over this day. I have dominion in the morning. And the Holy Spirit starts leading you over things to take dominion of even before the day gets going so that you can walk in victory. And instead of just putting band-aids on the problems, we're going to start dealing with it, commanding the morning and commanding the evening as David did. David said, I will seek you seven times a day. And as he was commanding the morning and the noon and the evening and the night and the night watches as he was commanding them and as Jesus suffered for all the different watches so that we could have a breakthrough, there'll be a new dominion arise within us. Because how many of you know, they say breakfast this is the most important meal of the day. Well, how I many I think commanding the morning is one of the most important things because Jesus would get up before it was light to command the morning. Now listen to this. Psalm 65, verse 11. I'm sorry. Psalm 65, verse 8. I want to read that. Write these down and then I'll get them for you in the bulletin later on. Psalm 65, verse 8, because I don't know if these are the same one and give it back. Psalm 65, verse 8. They who dwell in the ends of the earth shall stand in the awe of your signs. You make the dawn and the sunset shout for joy. Do you see that? The morning and the evening, the sunrise and the sunset... From the rising of the sun to the setting thereof, there's a spirit of joy that can be released to help you make it through your day. No more bad days in the name of Jesus. You visit the earth and cause it to overflow. You greatly enrich it. The stream of God is full of water. You prepare their grain, for thus you prepare the earth. You water its furrows abundantly. You settle it ridges. You soften it with showers and you bless it with growth. Listen to verse 11 and receive it. You have crowned the year 2008 with your bounty. And your paths drip with fatness. Fatness speaks of the anointing. Fatness speaks of the power and the presence of God. So Psalm 65 verse 8 said, Lord, you make the outgoing of the morning to rejoice. Psalms 143. Now I'll just read these. Psalms 143. And just write down 8 through 12. But the main thing there is, I receive your loving kindness every morning. Now, can you imagine how many of you have 
some people difficult that you work with that they just say, well, I just need my seven cups of coffee before I get in a good mood. Anybody works with that? I see a few looks and a few nods. Some people say, I wake up with that in the house. Well, it says here that it says that, Lord, I receive your loving kindness every morning. Can you imagine that every morning before you, before the sun rises, before you go to work, you start praising Him or you put this in the car and you start praising Him. I thank you, Father, your loving kindness is new to me this morning. And Lord, I just praise you for the rejoicing of the sunrise. And Lord, I speak it into birth that even as the sun rises in the morning, joy and your loving kindness is rising upon me. Can you imagine that if you start going to work happier than you've ever had before? Come on, smile. Can you imagine you start commanding the morning that the loving kindness, Lord, you loving kindness, and then the fruit of the Spirit of loving kindness starts operating in you. You know, instead of going, well, you, Lord, I can't stand those people I work with, you start saying the loving kindness of the Lord is new this morning, and He causes this morning to rejoice with joy, I think it will change some things. If our outlook changes, and we start getting full, as He says, I will fill you to overflowing and abundantly, I think we'll start seeing people different. They're not as bad as we thought they were. It was something that was covered by a band-aid in my own life. <laughs> Write down Psalms 110, verse 3. Psalms 110, verse 3. David says, I release the beauty of your holiness. Listen to this now. I release the beauty of your holiness from the womb of the morning. So I'm talking about joy in the morning. I'm talking about receiving loving kindness in the morning. Now I'm praying that I'm going to walk in holiness even before the sun rises. From in the womb of the morning. I praise you with the spirit of holiness and purity in my heart and my mind. And that right now I command the, 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 the holiness and the purity of God my Father, that I may be perfect as He is perfect. And I just praise you right now for a zeal to be holy as you are holy in my life, even from the womb of the morning. And I thank you that, Holy Spirit, you're going to guide and lead me during the day as I walk through this day to, to, to be careful against the devil who's walking around looking who he may devour. And I just praise you that from the womb of the morning, I decree and proclaim that I am not going to fall in the battle of weaknesses and temptations, but I'm going to be strong from the womb of the morning, from the rising of the sun to setting thereof. I'm going to have joy because the enemy is not going to steal my joy by me giving in to the flesh or to a demonic spirit. Amen. It's quiet. Isaiah 28:19. There's a good one. Isaiah 28:19. It says, Let your judgments come upon the enemy morning by morning. That word come is the word transfer. Let your judgments transfer upon the enemy. I'm not going to walk under the power of the enemy. The enemy is going to walk underneath the judgments of God. And I take the keys of the kingdom right now, and I'll rule and reign with Christ Jesus, and I, judge, and I proclaim the judgment. I come in agreement with the judgments of God upon the enemy. You enemy of sickness and disease, may the judgment of God come upon you morning by morning. How I many you know that's something that we could practice right there? I don't care how much pneumonia and flu and bugs 
and everything else that's going around, by morning by morning, I pronounce you judgment upon the curse of sickness and disease because I've been redeemed by the curse of the law because Christ was crucified on the cross so that the blessings may come upon me. So morning by morning, I speak judgment on poverty. I, morning by morning, I speak the judgment upon the enemy that would come in to try to bother me and break my car and break something in my house and reoccurring things that keep trying to oppress me. I stand up in the authority of the name of Jesus and I decree the judgments of God upon the enemy morning by morning. It says in Hosea 6.3. And that word uh, come means to transfer, to pass over me. How many know when the death angel saw the blood, it passed over? Isn't that how we're supposed to be living? You know, you know what? Oh, what are we going to do if the bombs start falling? What are we going to do if bad things start happening? Well, when I read the word of God, those who dwelt in Goshen didn't have the curse that those in Egypt did. And when we start commanding that whatever the enemy, the judgments of God or whatever the enemy starts trying to do, when we command it morning by morning, it's got to pass over us just like it passed over Goshen. Why? We're covered by the covenant. Now, Hosea 6.3 says, Lord, your going forth is prepared as the morning. And that word going means is reliable, steadfast, firm and fixed as the morning. We pray that you will come as the rain, the latter and the former rain upon the earth. So we know that even as God has prepared the heaven and the earth, he has prepared our going forth from day to day. Amen. Now write this down. Job 7:18. How many soldiers do we have in here tonight? Four. How many soldiers of the Lord do we have in here tonight? Okay. Let me give you Job 7:18. Lord, you visit me. Every morning. That's Job 7.18. Lord, you visit me every morning. But before you start thinking about, oh, hallelujah, I'm going to visit with God. This word is used 110 times in the Hebrew language as a military word. And that word visit 110 times is used as the word, Lord, you inspect me. You inspect me in the morning. You know how important that is? If I don't want anything bad to happen to me, then I want God to go ahead and inspect me. If there's anything wrong with me, I want it fixed. Because if I'm walking the right way, no harm or evil can come nigh me because I'm dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty. That word visit means to inspect. Write this down. It means to inspect. It means to review. It means to care for. And it means to look after. So what it's saying, Lord, you visit me, you inspect me, you review me, you care for me, and you look after me. And it's the military word of a leader preparing his troops. I know Brother Brad served uh, two, three times in Iraq. And I know that when it was time to go out on the... Twice. Once. Okay, one time in in Iraq. But uh, he wanted to go back. But thank God he's staying and he's gotten a promotion. 
But I know that when it came to time to go on the street and he's been wounded and we're real proud of the way he served our country. But when he, uh, when they would go out, you'd have to prepare yourself and make sure you had everything and everything was in working order. Well, how many of you know, before I leave, I've got to make sure my heart's in working order. My mind's in working order. My attitude's in working order. My words are in working order. Come on, church, this is good. Amen. You visit me every morning. Let me give you Isaiah 50, verse 4. Lord, You awaken me morning by morning. You awaken my ear to hear as the learned. Isaiah 50, verse 4. It speaks of undivided attention. And when you call, I obey. When you call, I obey. You're awakening me morning by morning. Now, there's something I feel that's very important for us to get a hold of. As I was talking about the sons of God this morning, those that are Romans 8 is one of the most powerful verse chapters in the Bible. They that are uh, verse 11, I believe, of Romans 8 says they that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. Well, listen, how many of you know that if we practice this, you visit me, you inspect me, you review me, you awaken me, you awaken my ear to hear as the learn. Can you imagine that when we proclaim that the Lord can tell us? of something dangerous that might could be happening on I-49 not to go that way? To get so sensitive that we could, the the Lord could say, I don't want you to go the regular route. I want you to leave early and go the long long way. Or there's something going on at work and there's some witchcraft there because so-and-so is operating in Wicca and she might not have told you this. But the spirit of discernment, I'm telling you this, the Holy Spirit is telling you this, so I want you to be on guard and I want you to bind that spirit. They will not be able to operate in that office. That atmosphere will not be charged with the demonic, but it will be charged with the supernatural of the Holy Spirit. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. And I did not turn away as the disobedient or the rebellious. I mean, we want to have the ear to hear. Amen. So we see here that the Lord awakens us Morning by morning, he wakens our ear to hear as to learn. Undivided attention. Well, I'm going to stop there with the morning, and we'll get the night later on. You think you can last another week or two before we get to the night? No? Well, you have to because it's a lot. <laughs> but how many know the Word of God speaks these things? Sister Cindy taught uh, last Wednesday on delivering us from the terror that flies by night. There's a lot of things there that I believe that God taught His people... That, that, you know, we just say, well, I'll just plead the blood and we go on our merry, our merry way. And we wonder why there's a lot of hurting, wounded sheep. Well, I believe that God wants to teach us how to walk in the way of the Lord. How to walk in the Word and wisdom. And this will teach us the Scriptures. This will teach us how to walk the right life. How to be careful. How to, how to save our life. How to not walk in the way of the enemy so we don't come to harm. Amen. 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 Did you get something out of this tonight? Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This will save your life. This is going to be a good year. We're not going to have any funerals, just baby dedications and marriages this year. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go ahead and stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father,